Welcome to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese, a program that can help you become liberated in the modern world. Now, here's your host, Dr. Kevin W. Reese. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. I am outside on a beautiful day in Glastonbury next to a monster beach tree. And the only reason why I know it's a beach tree is because I'm joined by Eric Harris, otherwise known as the Earthwalker. Was that good? That was good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So I'm super excited to talk to you today. Um, for those just checking in, just listening to the podcast for the first time, the first 12 episodes of this pod is uh, the protocol of what I call the inner peace practice. And from there on out, I am interviewing interesting people of peace. And you are definitely one of those people, my friend. Uh, you and I have crossed paths in the holistic community of Hartford. And we ended up linking up at a mutual friend's birthday party yeah. and having <laughs> all sorts of conversation while everyone else is looking at us like, what are they doing in the corner? <laughs> and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Zen guy. You're a Tao guy. And they're very similar. And um, you're an herbalist. And I'm a healer as well, using usually fruit and fasting. You use herbs. And yeah, there's a lot of overlap with there's us. There's a lot of overlap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Different of, perspectives. And, you we're, know? We're, and we're able to, you know, share client stories. And um, But you got this nature thing going. And I want to start there. Okay. You knew that was a beech tree. Yeah. Now, I've been wondering for years. I've seen this tree many times. How do you know that? Well, I know that because I guess I owe a lot of that to my father, actually, mm -hmm. um, who growing up, you know, we burn wood for heat and stuff at his house. Wow. And so we had to go and I, I hated it as a kid, but we had to go and identify trees and, and cut them and split them and bring them into the house. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he was the first person that, that, that showed me what the different trees were and learning to right. identify their bark and the leaves and stuff like that, you know, but now I'm grateful for it. As a kid, I was, I remember being like, Oh God, you know, but now I'm like so grateful for that, mm -hmm. that teaching because it just has evolved from there. My, my studying of nature and plants oh, and trees. You're in and deep, you're in deep. Uh, and you have a, a, a good um, understanding of mushrooms. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I think people give me more credit than, than I actually have, but yeah, pretty good. And more than more than the lay person, let's put it that way. Right, and obviously <laughs> you have a great understanding of herbs. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Western herbs, Chinese herbs. Yeah. 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 And you know, you recommended a, a, a nature book to me, which I haven't read yet. I got it though. Yeah. The, uh, was it the Nature Instinct? Yeah, it was called the Nature Instinct yeah. by Tristan Gooley. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to reading that, man. Yeah. Yeah. It you really know, opened a lot of eyes for me. Yeah. So. So you can basically look around and see things that you didn't see before? After reading that book? Yeah. As, as far as certain knowledge, certain wisdom. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and for me, it's an evolution of my, my teaching. You know, I'm all, we're always learning, right? And it's always expanding. Um, and the guy, the author actually reminds me a lot of one of my teachers that taught me primitive skills. So back when I was in college, I met this guy that, uh, studied with native Americans mm. and he, uh, 
introduced me to a lot of their teachings. So learning how to build debris shelters, uh, fire by friction. And he was the first person that taught me how to forage for plants. Cause I, I, you know, I had been exposed to the trees from my father, but I didn't realize the whole world around us of the right. medicine that is right beneath our feet. Right, you know? right. And so, and it's funny because that, that author, Tristan Gooley reminds me a lot of that teacher, Bruce, cause he was very, looking from a different lens you know he saw the world in a whole different way than most people do right. you know and he was you know at, at 20 years old i was very impressionable you know and i was open to these things you know and so i was like a sponge you know and it uh, it really i think my life was actually forever changed from from meeting that guy and, mm. and studying with him i went to up to his he had a like a bunch of acres in new hampshire and he did like a week-long wilderness retreat and stuff and i went up and studied with him and we did sweat lodges native american sweat lodges mm. to start and then wow. to end and you know wow. it was very very powerful wow. experience so yeah and you you post videos on online sometimes social media where you um do the foraging yeah and you bring people along with you yeah yeah and i try to educate people on simple things that you know everyone can kind of find and identify you right. know like not stuff that's like kind of hard and you know stuff that's like very common and uh that you know like i said people could be right in their backyard you know what i mean and as long as they're not spraying with any chemicals and stuff they can actually harvest them and use them yeah so, yeah. yeah when did you get into taoism so I definitely got into Taoism because of my teacher, Dr. Ming Wu. But I, I definitely, you know, I was exposed, you know, like we talked about at that party, you know, we've been exposed to a lot of different teachings, right? A lot and, of different traditions, And, and, and you kind of, the people that are seekers, that's what they do. Yes. You know, the people yes. that, yes. they're not, yes. you know, because I was originally brought up actually in the Catholic Church. Believe it or not, at one time I was an altar boy. Okay. And, you know, and that's fine. You know, that can work for some people. I saw it work amazing for my, my grandparents. They were incredible people of faith and like, and they lived an amazing example, you know, but I realized by the time I was like 13 years old, that that wasn't right for me. Right. You know, I had learned some things from it, you know, but there was things that just like everything in my body was saying, I need something different. Dude, the same thing happened to you me. Know? I was brought up, I was brought up Jewish. Okay. Had the bar mitzvah, uh -huh. did not enjoy it. Yeah, did not enjoy it at all. Like I'd ask my dad in the car on the way home from Sunday school, like, "Why am I doing this?" Yeah, he'd be like, "I don't know. Your mom wants you to do it." Yeah, <laughs> and that's what a lot of people do. They follow the tradition, the routine, and what their parents bring them up to do. And yeah. you know, but for some people, that's not enough. Right. You know, and that's and that's fine. It's fine if it is enough for people. You right. know, but right. for me and you, right. I, I know it's like. I had to start, and I actually, I had a friend that was uh, Christian, but then, so, like, she took me to, like, different Christian churches and stuff. Oh, wow, wow. And then, like, I had, and then my dad's side of the family, they were more, like, Baptists, and, like, I went to their churches. Like, I, I went through this phase where I was like, I'm going to go sit in on a bunch of different churches, right? But, like, again, none of them truly worked for me I, I had some good times at like a universalist church mm. you know like one of the unitarian stuff like that you know right, because right. they see from a lot of perspectives so um but so 
Anyway, so I started soaking up a lot of material as I started getting older, into my late teens, into my early 20s, you know, Buddhism, um, kind of more mainstream stuff, I would say, you know, things that were out there like John Kabat-Zinn, you know, mindfulness meditation, transcendental meditation, stuff like that. Um, But definitely with my teacher, he's the first person that really exposed me to the Taoism, the Tao Te Ching, and like Chun Tzu is Mm. another one. Chun Tzu, yeah. and uh, I think I really, that's just, that was just my exposure and, and how I begin to kind of develop it. And, you know, and it's still an ongoing thing. It's, you know, yeah. following the way of the Tao. It's, you know, yeah, you man. go off the path, you get, you can always get back on though, you know. Hey, <laughs> the force in Star Wars, is that really the Tao? Totally. Totally. I mean, to me, there's so much <laughs> analogies there with the force. You know, uh, I am George one with Lucas, the force. George Lucas knew what he was doing. Yeah, the force is one with me, right? At all times, right? right. We are part of the Tao, and the and the Tao is a part of us. There's, it's never separate. And the the Jedi masters are very similar to the Zen masters. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crossover. You know, it's not all science fiction there. You know, no. Nah. Um, it's amazing stuff. You said the key word seeker when someone's a seeker man they go down rabbit holes and they keep going and going and going and when they find boom there it is yeah whereas you know i'll say the the western traditions the three abrahamic religions yeah it's not so much seeking as it is following yeah you know, I don't mean any disrespect to anyone, but remember, yeah. if you get insulted, that's just your ego. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all good. <laughs> you know, the Eastern. I talk about the Eastern traditions on this podcast quite a bit, and it's just a different culture. You know, it's just a different way, and the the one that you use, Taoism, is fascinating. Well, and all of Chinese medicine is based off of Taoist philosophy. Right. Right. So. Right. And, and it's just fascinating to me because uh, Lao Tzu, the hermit. Yeah. The master hermit was pretty much the same time as Gautama the Buddha. The oh, Buddha. Yeah. Yeah. The Buddha. Arguably top three most popular spiritual teachers ever. You can make a case for number one. Yeah. Across Lao, the world, yeah. Across the world. Yeah. Lao Tzu? Not so much. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that anyone was more powerful like that's that's the difference but the jedi analogy parallel in science fiction it's who's more powerful but once you reach a certain level you you know you're all the same and and could you shed some light on lao Tzu? i mean this guy was amazing yeah he was amazing and the same time as the buddha same time different parts of the world no internet back then no it's 2500 years ago yeah well and you know what i think uh the reason why he wasn't as maybe you know like if you think about like jesus right yeah like jesus had all these followers and all these people talking about him right and putting him up on a pedestal which is what a lot of people do with their gurus Right. right right um but lao Tzu was from my understanding like he was part of society right and when i think there was a lot of confucianism starting to develop right Right. and especially in the ways of the government right Right. that started you know integrating 
or taking over whatever word you want to use you know for the chinese government and he kind of saw it wasn't that they were exact you know opposites or against each other but he just like was like i don't want to follow that way of society right and so he said i'm going to leave society i'm going to go up in the mountains and and do my own thing and be a part of nature really is what i saw it as maybe as the evolution of our species and how things were changing you know um he kind of said well i i need to stay to my roots true to my roots right and so from my understanding the story of the Tao Te ching was when he was leaving the city mm-hmm. a guard or you know somebody stopped him yep. and said we want wait, the teaching wait hold on hold on before you go you know please you know we like this person knew that he had wisdom yeah, you know yeah. and he said can you you know he and he probably knew he said we're never going to see you again you know right, right, right. um and he said can you just can you just tell us some teaching some words of wisdom to live by mm. right and from my understanding what it was is he literally sat down on a rock and had you know some some paper and some ink and verb you know verbatim wrote down the 108 verses of the Tao Te Ching like that probably like in an afternoon and then when he was done he handed it off and he let go and he walked away Mm. and you know as far as maybe the society uh, you know no one really ever saw him again you know maybe some other people saw him again and he had some disciples yeah he definitely had disciples this book is the most beautiful book spiritual book i've ever read in my life yeah and i'm i'm more on the like i said i'm more on the zen side although zen was inspired by Taoism. yeah it's like zen's like a combination right yeah it yeah. is it's it's buddha and lao Tzu. yeah basically lao Tzu is the earthly guy the nature guy and the buddha is the the science of the the mind if you will yeah and i see more like the air like you know yeah the air with the earth yeah that combination yeah this book the Tao Te Ching is like poetry man yeah I remember reading it for the first time and being like wow some things I got some things I didn't at first it makes all make sense now yeah it's but it's beautiful and I love how on your podcast healing is in your hands you read little excerpts you read chapters from the Tao and you have a little book in front of you right now. It's small. Yeah. I've never seen one so small. Oh, I love this little book. It's what, three inches by two, maybe? <laughs> yeah, probably. And you can just carry it around. Yeah. I've like, had this book a long time. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome, so. man. And um, would you mind reading one chapter right now? Sure. Yeah. And I actually, I don't know if you saw recently, I did an 81 Days of Tao on Instagram. Yes, yes, yes. So, and that's on my Instagram TV. You can find that, at okay. Chief for Healing. Sure. So, um, and I did that in honor of my dog, I wanted to say, because my dog passed away this uh, spring. okay. And he was such a Taoist dog. That dog really lived the way of the Tao, yeah. you know, and I really felt called. It's part of my healing, and, you know, and also I've been wanting to do it for a long time, and I said, well, now's the time, okay. you know. Okay. So, I, I recently read, you know, every day i read a chapter from this book awesome so um awesome and this is probably my favorite translation um this is translated by stephen mitchell i'm familiar yeah yeah. i have the audio book and i think it really um i think he really makes it easier for people in the western world to to maybe comprehend some of these teachings right you know because i've read some more like direct 
translations, you know, that are more like from Chinese to English, right? There are interpretation and, and there's stuff there. Like you can pick stuff up, right? But I think like for, for English speaking people, I think this was a really good right. translation. So, all right. So I'll, I'll read one of my favorite passages. This is chapter eight. The supreme good is like water which nourishes all things without trying to. It is content with the low places that people disdain. Thus, it is like the Tao. In dwelling, live close to the ground. In thinking, keep to the simple. In conflict, be fair and generous. In governing, don't try to control in work do what you enjoy in family life be completely present when you are content to be simply yourself and don't compare or compete everybody will respect you it's just so beautiful it's Dude, I remember I started with the audiobook and I would go on walks and I'd listen to the Stephen Mitchell version. I think it's him narrating it too. I don't know. It might be someone else. And I would just be walking in nature listening to these words like, whoa, dude. It's like a, like a mini awakening, you know? I hope somebody got something out of that because, man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who could say it better. Yeah. Maybe maybe Jalaluddin Rumi. Rumi, yeah, Rumi. The, the great yeah. mystic poet. It's it's a toss up there, you know? It's <laughs> it's like just the words are so beautiful. The teachings are so simple. It's just Well, each sentence thing. can be you can meditate on one sentence. One sentence, yeah. Know, and really get something from it, you know? Yeah. So stay low to the ground. Yeah. Stay low to the ground. Don't get too high. There, and that could be, tra- you know, that could be commentated on in, in different ways too. That ego, nature. It's a beautiful, beautiful book. I, I would just recommend everyone to get the Tao, Te Ching, no matter what religious uh, tradition you follow. And read that thing. Listen to the audio book. Just beautiful. Definitely my top three favorite spiritual books of all time. Yeah. Without a doubt. Taoism is very much about nature. Being one. Um, part of that is the exercise. Which you were just doing when I walked up on you. <laughs> now if somebody saw you doing it. They'd be like, what's this guy doing? He's playing with the air. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's Qigong and Tai Chi. <laughs> yeah. Now, what's what's the beauty of 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 those practices? The well, benefits? like like was just described in that practice, staying close to the ground, right? So all those practices allow you to become grounded. You know, which which people are like, well, what does that mean, right? Well, you become you become rooted into the earth like a tree, right? And in doing so you notice that your breath becomes more natural rhythm right it's not too rapid right and your your mind 
become still and you start to feel the energy flowing through your body so it's it's that's why we call it a moving meditation because it really is you're you're actually and people will attest to come take my classes it looks very simple but it's not always easy right and you can al almost get a full body workout not an aerobic workout but y it's it's interesting you know you can do qigong for 20 minutes and you could be sweating bullets right and it doesn't look like you're doing much but it's because you're circulating the chi through the meridians of your body moving down the meridians up and down in your arm up and down your leg circulating around in and out right and just like we move with our breath in and out so we focus on our breath and we focus on the energy opening up through our body and we stay grounded and then we find that 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 inner peace right find that that stillness inside and uh it's uh it's a pretty transformative uh practice mm -hmm. like it's certainly changed my life and i do it every day every day every single day mm. wow. wow have you ever uh have you ever been to china nope do you I want to yeah someday yeah yeah what part has Dr. Wu played in your life? Well, he has been instrumental in a lot of levels. So first, he was my healer, right? Because I had a bunch of injuries that Western yeah. medicine couldn't heal. Back in the day, yeah. Yeah. Now, now just, just to recap that story, if I remember correctly, a child accidentally hit you in the chin. Yeah. Jumped up, yeah, and their skull just collided with your chin, and that threw your whole system off. Yeah, that was one of the injuries that it, that occurred to me. Yeah, so it was I, like a knockout type thing. Yeah, kinda. I mean, I had an immediate concussion and uh, ended up getting a bulging disc in my neck. Mm. Um, that was one of the injuries that I had. I had multiple injuries to my spine. You know, I broke my low back twice in my life, and uh, you know, and I had other other things going on too. But that was kind of the main stuff. You know, I dealt with digestive issues. I've had things like Lyme disease and stuff like that, mm. too. Um, and uh, at the time, you know, I was not getting any help from doctors. Yeah. And yeah. I needed to find a way to heal myself, right? Mm. And I was like, well, what? I'm just, I'm not going to just live like this the rest of my life. I'm in my early 20s. I'm like, I have my whole life ahead of me, you know? Right, right. And, and how, how old are you now? I'm 38. Okay. So you're a young man. Yeah. <laughs> so the universe, fortunately for me, presented healers on my path. You know, I was led to a Reiki master. Then I was led to a Chinese herbalist and, and, and shamanic healer. I was led mm -hmm. to a cranial sacral practitioner that was incredible. Right. And through all these people, then I was eventually led to my teacher, Dr. Wu. Mm -hmm. And uh, what was pretty cool is, is the cranial sacral woman had said she was very intuitive and she had said yeah i feel like you need to go see him and he's going to help to heal you and then one day he's going to become your mentor hmm. right and she was correct so i started seeing him i started doing the tai chi uh receiving acupressure treatments taking chinese herbs and teas and uh doing a lot of the things that you know that he did and 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 worked with me through i started coming every week to all the classes and seeing him for treatments and integrating all the other things that i was working with um that were helping me the aromatherapy and 
crystal healing, sound healing, all these different modalities that were coming to me from these people, from mm. these holistic practitioners and, uh, right, right. and changing my lifestyle, changing my diet, you know, mm. talking about that big time, yeah. you know, changing different supplements and stuff like that. Right. Mm. So through doing that, I became healed and it was a huge like awakening for me. Like it was like, yeah. Oh my God. It you worked. Know? Like, and you always go into it with a little doubt. Yeah, well, and it was uncomfortable. First off, I'm in a lot of pain, right? And right. and when you're in pain, sometimes it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You're vulnerable. You know, you're like, how am I going to get through this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and sometimes the pain gets worse before it gets better. That's right. Too. I that's mean, that's right. what I talk about a lot with that's my clients. E that's the essence of detox. Too. Yeah, exactly. It's going to really, everything's going to come to head, boil over, right? Yep. And then it's going to clear out. Right. right. It's very common. You see it across the board. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, and then, so after that, and once I was really at an, a really good space, you know, at the time I was going to grad school to study for for uh, speech language pathology. At the time, I was like, oh, because I was working with autistic kids when I got headbutted, right, you know, right. and I was like, oh, I think I want to keep working with autistic kids. That was always like my passion because my brother had Asperger's and stuff, and I was always interested in the mind, and mm. that's why I got a psychology degree as my undergrad, you know. Um, but he sat me down at one day and he said, you're very grounded and I think you will be a good teacher and a good healer and I want to train you. And so immediately I get goosebumps all over my body. I'm like thinking back to when the woman said, mm. you know, well, you're going to see him. And he's going to become your mentor someday, wow, you know. Yeah. So um, and so I had to sit with it for a minute and decide what I wanted to do, you yeah. know, because I had a big decision. I just got an acceptance in this grad school program like like probably like the week before right. and he said well if you you need to come see me every week work with me every week in order to do it and I couldn't do grad school and work with him and I sat in meditation for a good 24 48 hours like you know and everything in the universe was telling me it was like do train with this master you know yeah. let go of that that's not really right for you basically right. Right. and so I did I dropped out of grad school and I started working with him every week <laughs> <laughs> so I, it all synced up yeah i did that for five years and your parents must have been like what are you doing yeah well they were used to my stuff by then <laughs> so yeah <laughs> but that's my long short story of how i met him and i don't know did you ask another question i forget i just asked what kind of role he had yeah and so that was his role you know really it's you know as my healer and then as my teacher and you still have a great relationship with yeah, him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And now you are able to have your own practice. Yeah. yeah. And in your practice, you do herbs. You do what else? So I do some similar things that he does. Like I do the twina, the acupressure, mm -hmm. right? I also work with uh, fire cupping, moxa, gua sha, mm -hmm. these different Chinese techniques for healing, mm -hmm. um, integrating the herbs and uh, the, the teas, and then... Uh, big thing that i you know work with like i said is the aromatherapy and the mm -hmm. crystals do a little bit of sound healing energy work and i also work with people with their diet you know right. big time and, and supplements okay so here here's the big question eric because obviously uh you, you know i've i was in the business you know i've turned the corner and i'm doing the nonprofit stuff now but so i i understand the practitioner side yeah it, it's a business yeah and it kind of sucks that it's a business it kind of sucks that we have to make money right do you find 
that the business side takes away from it a little bit. Because I found that to be true in my practice. Where yeah. it's like you want to help somebody, but you need that money to pay the bill. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes I feel, I can feel limited in what I can do right. with someone, right? And I wish I could provide the treatment to them for free, right. right? And I do work with people too. Like some people, if they are willing to do the work, that's the thing. If they're willing to do their work, mm-hmm. right? I work with them, mm-hmm. you know, and I can give them discounts and I can, cause I can tell like they, they want to get well. Right. And you know, but yeah, it, it, it can be an issue. And then there's the whole world of, you know, social media marketing and all this stuff. Oh. And, and I try to have fun with it. Barf. You know, I try to be, like I said, like the 81 days of Dow. Like, yeah, you know, I, like yeah. I try to do inspirational things and like, just, just put myself out there in a way that is not like, you know, hey, this is me, buy my stuff, or hey, come, you know, do take the service with me, and this and right, that, you right. know. But yeah, it, it it can be, you know. But but I've also seen as the years have gone on, I've attracted clients that are perfectly aligned up to work with me, mm-hmm. you know. And I've seen profound healing happen, you know. And that's the thing; I'm not meant to work with people forever, too. If I'm doing my job correctly, right and people are getting well then people are going to come see me they're going to get well and then we put them on a program set them up with a plan for their own self-healing because really there's only so much i can do in a session anyways you're 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 a guide it's it's you have to guide people to to change their lifestyle is that if that is what is required you know or you have to figure out the essence of coaching yeah is what is best for them and then what are they willing to do right and then meet them where, where they're at where they're you at. know yeah um but yeah, yeah sometimes sometimes it, it become you know one, one day when i am a wealthy you know millionaire billionaire <laughs> right and i can be a philanthropist and i can do more things right i will you know and i am in the midst of working on you know virtual aspects of my business besides the podcast you know doing more digital download things. I'm going to be offering things for free too, you know, but I'm going to have courses and classes and things that people can be a part of, you know, anywhere in the world, you know, because I just like, just like this podcast, you want to be able to reach people with your message. And, and the more people we can help, the better, regardless of whatever the financial, you know, implications are, you know, because bottom line, you know, I, I know what it's like to be in pain and suffering from things and deal with chronic illness and chronic pain. And I know what it's like to get through to the other side. That's right. And so now it's, it's my mission to help people that are struggling, you know? And, and I realize that so many people just have no idea with their health and the connection that the diet makes the connection that things in the environment, their, their thoughts, their, you know, that's the, the challenge yeah because we and i was and you are in the intervention business in a way mm-hmm. in other words you have to almost convince somebody that this is what works yeah this this works for me and this has worked for this client and that client yeah. and even if somebody believes you they still have doubt because they've been so socially engineered by the Western world yeah. to go to the white jacket doctor and yeah. take these pills. 
And that was the challenge that I had in my practice. Yeah. But you know what? You know what's happening, though? I'm telling you, though. I have seen even because I've been doing this for about 10 years right. for myself. Right? right. And I have seen a shift, though. Yeah. I've seen a shift from, from 2009 up. to 2019. There's there's a huge shift in people, people are that are yeah. that are like they're realizing that the things aren't working for them. Right. You know, right. and, you know, I don't want to totally bash the you know the western world and allopathic medicine and things there's there's a time when it's important when surgery is, oh, yeah. is needed oh, when yeah. you know saving lives and 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 there's different things that they do that's incredible that's the emergency room is all hats off to them yeah that's helping to uh, uh, you know save people's lives and 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 you know prolong their lives in certain ways right but they don't do anything for prevention no. Right? They don't do anything for lifestyle change. They don't do anything for diet and, chronic and, illnesses, and thoughts nothing. and chronic illness, any of that. Just right. Pills, yep. And and that's where people like me and you come in. Right. Right? right. And because there's a void that people aren't receiving this care and they, they can, you know, they're trying all the things. They're taking the medications. They're doing the surgeries. They're doing the different things that are instructed by their doctors and they're not getting well. Right. And then it's like, well, what are they going to do again? Like I went through. Well, people have a choice to either accept their suffering and like that this is how I'm going to be the rest of my life Mm -hmm. or seek alternative ways. People get attached to it, too. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's I like to make the distinction between my disease and the disease. It's one thing I say to my clients all the time. Right. It's not it's not yours. This is this is something that is going on. Right. Right. In your body right now. Right, Right. But it's it's not permanent. And it's not something that you own, you right. know, right. it's, it's so anyways, um, but I've seen a big shift and it's good because people are waking up and then they're getting more access to things. Like right now I'm teaching this class at the community health center in Middletown, mm-hmm. right? That is this awesome place that actually provides low cost healthcare to people that need it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is good. It's, you know, it's a Western you know clinic but they're open to alternative things so they're they're having me come in and teach a free qigong class for the community this summer you know so i'm up on the roof in this air-conditioned room by their community gardens it's beautiful you overlook the aragoni uh, bridge and the river in middletown it's amazing you know and i'm finding more and more of these opportunities are coming up with the western mindset and they embrace what i have to offer like you know in corporate places and this and that they're like oh my god we've been looking for somebody like you you know like there's a there's a demand for it you know right and so it's it's interesting how things have shifted and i'm and i'm so happy to see that and and seeing people you know like like our podcast taking healing into their hands you know taking back their power and not giving it all to the doctor or giving it all to anyone else right and and i advise everyone listening to this to go check out his podcast uh i'm on there what what episode am i <laughs> the sunlight sunny eat the sun yeah i think it's eat the sunlight yeah. with dr reese is yeah. the name of the episode yeah so that was a fun App- apple doesn't want uh, numbered episodes anymore by the really? way really yeah so we we took them off oh but yeah but it's well, eat the sunlight with dr reese That's i'll right. have to um yeah take my episodes yeah, little, off. little fyi oh thank so. you <laughs> You have digitally healed me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are three tips that you would give someone for inner peace? Well, I like, I like this mantra that, that my teacher advises a lot. And it's pretty simple that you take a moment 
for yourself, first off, every day, take some time for yourself, whether it's five minutes, 15 minutes, right? And find a practice that works for you. So a type of meditation, right? A type of movement, yoga, qigong, wh- whatever it is, because everybody's different and right. you have to find what works for you, right. right? And to take time to be still and ask yourself, who am I? Who right? am I? Who am I? Right. Who am I? Because that that changes day to day, mm-hmm. right? And and bring your awareness inside, right? And go into your heart, and and say, you know, who am I? Because the more that you do that, the more that you're going to also accept yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of things that we deal with are issues around self love, right? And 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 the lack thereof, right? And that can come in many forms, right? There can be anger, resentment, pain, you know, all these different thoughts in our, you know, our ego mind that's, you know, telling us things, right? But you, f- you, you go deeper and you figure out, you, you be still and you, and you go to that silent place, right? And, and you're going to be able to know the truth there, what's really true. Because a lot of that stuff that's going on in your mind is not true. Nope. It's all an illusion. That's right. And so don't, don't believe that stuff because I, I laugh at my ego all the time. Right. Because another thing too, just because maybe people see us as like, you know, enlightened people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know. But, you know, just because you're enlightened doesn't mean like things, you know, oh, you go away and you don't have thoughts. Right. right? And right. things that come in. Right. And, and doubts and fears and worries and whatever. Right. But it's it's the energy that we give to them. Right. Because what, what is enlightenment anyways? Right. Enlightenment is just being woken up Mm -hmm. to something. Right. Mm -hmm. So. So. okay, so that's the first tip. I get a little long winded. I apologize. (laughs) Um, Second tip is. Figuring out your diet. Yes. That that works for you. Right. And eliminating toxic foods, preservatives. Right. Um, You know, whether it be gluten free, dairy free, whether you want to go vegan Mm -hmm whatever that is right you can eat meat you can eat whatever you want because everybody's different i mean there's certain things that are more beneficial like you say like eat more fruit right eat more vegetables i i tell that everybody eat more organic fruits and vegetables if you just do that even if you didn't make any other changes let me tell you it's gonna help it's gonna help right because that stuff is going to affect your inner peace big time you know we are what we eat right and and these toxins affect our our mind which is going to affect our our state of peace that's right right and then the third thing is i guess it's you know so the first one is is finding a space of stillness meditation right a meditative practice works for you second thing finding a diet that works for you okay third thing finding a type of movement practice Okay. Whether it, it can even just be walking, mm. being out in nature, mm. right? That's that's a huge thing for me. Find some time to be out in nature, and and breathe, breathe in nature. Like if you want to keep it simple, breathe in nature. Find the right diet. Find a space of stillness and ask yourself, who am I? Who am I is a a, a very common practice in zen and it's, it's a ma- it's a meditation mantra yeah. they go who am i who am i yeah. yep. and it's true like what is it what is a mantra do people know what a mantra is mm. right yeah. like 
So a mantra is something that we say over and over again, mm -hmm. right? That is a way that you can actually, when you focus on the mantra, you're not focusing on your thoughts Correct. that are, that are flying in it's and out health, and whatever. It's a healthy distraction. Yeah. You're focusing on one thing. Right. So like when we talk about people, oh, people at night, I can't fall asleep. All these thoughts are racing through. We call that the monkey mind. Monkey right. Mind, yeah. And, and so we say, focus on one monkey, right? Focus on one mantra, right? And then focus on your breath. Mm. And and that is a way that you can bring yourself to peace. There's I mean, we all have to breathe. There's nothing more you know? important than breath. If it stops, we stop yeah. immediately. And but not only that. See, and and I don't know if you've come across it in your journey of health, but I certainly have. And that's breatharianism. People who are just living off the air. I've mentioned it on the podcast briefly. It's not something I, I want to promote, obviously, because, you know, don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> um, but there are people that have done it. There are people doing it now. Master Bodhidharma, who is credited for created Zen. Okay. You know, he meditated in a cave for nine years. No food or water. Yeah. Um, that's the point that I'm just trying to make, piggybacking off what you said, is there's nutrients in the air. Air, okay, protein, for example, is nitrogen. Yeah. Nitrogen's in the air. <laughs> so, just as an example, um, now, can anyone do it? Yes and no. It takes work. It's a gradual process to get there, and nobody needs to. Me and you don't need to become breatharians. But, I just wanted to piggyback off what you said, because... He essentially said, breathe in outside. Breathe outside. Yeah. Well, there's a difference between breathing outside and breathing inside. Yeah. We got this thing called oxygen, which is formless, by the way, folks. Formless. Formless. And our world is separated between formless and form. And... This formless substance that just is around us it gives us our life. We can't live without the sun or the air, period. But it's been proven some people can live without water, which is interesting. Yeah. But not without the sun and not without the air. Those are the two things that we absolutely 100% need. So why not get more of it? We're outside right now breathing air and Mother Nature is, is providing us. We're like, uh, like we're walking around as like little batteries. It's like we're little batteries. And we need to be charged up. By the sun. Yeah. And by the plants and, you yeah. know, the rocks. And, and the trees. They're breathing. Know? Yeah. Yes. They're, they're taking in our, our CO2 and they're giving us oxygen. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and that's why, you know, in our modern day society, we get in our cubicles and our in our four walls right yeah. and we're on our computers and our cell phones and all these different things right yeah. and yeah it's incredible you know the things that we can do i mean what we're doing right now yeah right it's incredible yeah. but at the same time finding that time to be in nature yes. right and then if you can move while being in nature you know go for a walk go for a hike or what i love to do is do qigong outside mm. right do yoga outside yeah. breathe expand and it's and if you take time for that every single day it's it'll change your life why do you think yoga has become 
in the Western world an exercise, <laughs> but in the Eastern world, it's a whole tradition. It's all it's basically a religion. Yeah. So I think it's because they've turned it into a workout, really. <laughs> you they, know, they westernized it. Yeah, they westernized it. Yeah. But what's great though is there is these aspects that you know there will be at its core its its foundation right of the breath yeah. and then i think what people love is the shavasana at the end of class yes right yes. where they are still yes. and they do nothing right yes. and even if that's the only time a day where they are in that space of stillness and meditation mm -hmm. they and they might not even realize it. Mm -hmm. Most people probably don't even make that connection, how powerful it is for them. That's right. Right. And so that's why they come back. Cause what's their last memory? The Shavasana, the relaxation, the relaxation, how they feel. And then they say, wow, I need to have that again. And they get back in their crazy, you know, hamster wheel of a life. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I need yoga. Yeah. I need to go get some yoga right now or yeah. I'm going to die. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it becomes, that cup of coffee so to speak yeah that and thing I, and that's that's it's healthier than a cup of coffee that's for sure that's for sure so. yeah and i think yeah you're right so it, it's not a bad thing it's not a bad thing i mean it's great that it's been ingrained people in our are society. Un uneducated about it yeah yeah and a lot of them like it, it turns into a workout interesting you know? story i was i was dating this girl many years ago and she's greek and she's like super orthodox catholic Okay. In Greece, they have the Orthodox Church. Yeah, yeah. And we're just talking one day, and we're talking about yoga, and she goes, you know that's against my religion? Hmm. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I was like, wow, yeah, because her church is recognizing yoga as the tradition, not just the exercise. Yeah. It is an Indian like yeah. There's a whole, people don't understand this. Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about yoga, we're talking about the asana. Yes. Right. The asana is the movement practice. Yes. Right. But there's pranayama. Yes. There's, you know, they do things called satsangs. Mm -hmm. Right. They, right. there's, there's a whole, it's a whole lifestyle way of living. Just like we're talking about with the Tao and Chinese medicine. It's, you know, that's why Ayurveda is there's so many similarities and overlaps right. with, with Chinese medicine. Yeah, too, yoga so. means union. Yeah. Union. And, um, a lot of it is based off Patanjali. Yeah. And the Yoga Sutras. Yeah. He's the Buddha of yoga, yoga, yeah. if you will. Yeah. yeah. I think he came a few hundred years after Buddha and Lao Tzu. If okay. I'm not, if, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. No, I, I th yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. But, you know, this goes back to my one of my original questions to you on this pod. That time period is magical. Yeah. That 500 B.C. area. Hmm. You had Gautama the Buddha, Lao Tzu, Confucius, Mahavira, the head of the Janus, the uh, Jainism religion, oh, okay. on the other side of India, okay. around the same time. Ah. And then you had Socrates yeah. in Greece. Yeah. This is all happening at the same time. Yeah. No internet, no newspaper. So they don't know about each other. Yeah. What an interesting time in the history of the world, 2,500 years before. And we, we are fortunate enough to have their teachings still today. Wow. And they still apply. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
amazing. They burnt all Socrates, unfortunately. They got rid of him. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they executed him. <sighs> so, I, I mean, you coming from the Christian religion growing up, what's your thoughts on Jesus himself? Yeshua, mm. as his real name is. Yeah, I feel that, yeah, he was an enlightened being Mm -hmm. right just like in the vein of what you were talking about i mean there's also you know solomon and you know there's there's all these other you know beings right and i think that he you know they talk about like that double strand dna Mm -hmm. that that he that he had the, the the beings that like they were just at this higher vibration this whole other level Mm -hmm. and they were able to to raise us up right and he was coming from a place that it was pure unconditional love yeah his heart was wide open wide open and was huge you know like when you're talking about like the uh you know the grinch and christmas you know that that thing where his heart's small and it bursts through the seams yeah yeah well it's like jesus was born like that like he you know he had that that connection directly to god right, right right and people saw it and they 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 felt good in his presence right and they were healed right um and so they wanted to spread that message but i i feel like it's like would would he want the things that have been done in his name to be done oh i don't know i do i don't i don't i don't think so you <laughs> I, know i want to be arrogant and say i know you, you know what i mean i i, I, don't, I don't think, think so. so i don't but think so. but but i think that the no fact way. that he was such a powerful force and that there are aspects of his message that are that can be actually not like not able to be manipulated right and and able to mm-hmm. translate to, to the, powerful the seekers can see through the lines yeah and because if you think about the bible the bible is is yeah it's the word of god right but it's through human's eyes right. and words right. and perspective sure. right? right and there are gems in there and you know we're not trying to commit any blasphemy here to people that right. you know are very deep in the faith you know there's amazing messages in there right oh, yeah, but course. it's people's interpretation of those messages right that right. can that can be skewed and then they can be you know, held to this certain standard and, and whatnot. The, and, and God, like, I mean, it's like God and Jesus, the, you know, they're all one and God comes in many forms, right? It mm. can be to, to many people, right? Different perspectives. And Jesus, like, it's like, he, he said, you know, the power that I have, you, you have it all too. Yes. You know, yes. it's like the divine is within you. He was trying to teach us the same thing Buddha and Lao Tzu yeah. the exact same thing is that you, we all have let's just call it the potential yeah to get to a certain level of humanity inside of us inner 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 peace yeah and it, it's like he had a head start he was executed you know what I mean? for it he came, he came into this world at a different level and because he was different yeah and he, and because he was stirring up the masses and waking people up mm-hmm. the people that didn't want people to be woken up said uh uh-uh. uh the romans hijacked his teachings yeah and converted that area to christianity about 300 years after he died yeah but they wanted to control the message true christianity was right there yeah the first 50 to 100 years after he died yeah. those were the true christians right there yeah and eventually the roman 
empire hijacked it. Yeah. And, and they adopted a lot from, you know, the pagan tradition yep. and stuff like that. And they also know? threw a lot of astrology in there. Yeah. The astrology is all over the Bible. Yeah. All the way down to being the sun. Mm-hmm. And I don't study astrology, but I know enough about it to see the similarities. And there's so many messages like 33. He died at 33. There's 33 vertebrae in your spine. Yeah. How does the Kundalini work? It comes. The energy comes up. <laughs> yeah. Right. Twelve disciples. Look at a clock. Yeah. Disc, disciple, disc, disciple. Clock is a disc, and there's twelve numbers. These things are like these little hidden gems. Yeah. But yes, enlightened master, teaching the truth executed for it but not the only enlightened master no and and it's when you connect with the pure love of christ let's right yeah when you connect with that aspect yeah right that's something that anyone could connect with anyone yeah and and it, and that aspect of his teachings are true that's the truth that's not the illusion well, i love right? it i love it when i meet like a really loving christian yeah who even if you're Hindu, they're like, eh, they still hug you. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Just it's just unfortunate that some people have, yeah, um, become arrogant by ignorance. Yep. That's a good phrase, arrogant by ignorance, yep. and think that it's the one and only way. I met a man on a train one time many years ago, and he tried to convert me. Yeah, yeah. And well, and 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 I, I'm sorry to uh, yeah, interject, ahead. but but remember what we were talking about that night? Did did Jesus learn from other people? Yes. Right? No other, question. other, other teachers. No question. Right around that time, other faiths. Yes. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, I just wanted yeah. to say that. Yeah. In, in the Bible, his story is missing from thirteen to thirty, and it's been said that he studied with the Essenes, mm. which are like Jewish monks, mm-hmm. basically. Um, it's also some people say he went to India. Yeah. And if he did, he learned him some Buddha. Yeah. Um, but either way, when he came back to Nazareth, Jerusalem, that area, he was dealing with Jewish people. Yeah. And the Jewish tradition was already set in stone. Yeah. So he had to speak to them how he he couldn't come talking about Buddha type stuff. Yeah. Because they wouldn't understand. So he had to focus on God. He had to give them a goal, kingdom of heaven. He had to speak. It's like you, you, me and you do public speaking. You may speak to a crowd of inmates at a prison differently than you speak to a crowd of people in Farmington, Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah. You change your language a little bit. Adapt so you can get your message across. Correct. And that's yeah. what a good master does. And that's yeah. what he did. Um, and um, that's why one of the best books I've ever read, arguably the greatest health book of all time, is The Essene gospel of peace ah. and that's supposedly it's from the dead sea scrolls that were found and it's basically the missing part of the bible okay. of jesus with the essenes before 30 years old and he's teaching them how to be healthy hmm. he's teaching them fasting he's teaching them enemas he's teaching them how to get the quote-unquote devils out which is detox yeah 
and uh, it's an amazing book that influenced a lot of people in the natural health community um, but yeah he was an enlightened master and he was trying to get his point across and um, I think the Roman Roman Empire hijacked it <laughs> and it still exists to this day hence the Catholic Church being operated in Italy yeah the Vatican yeah that's the Roman. That's where the Romans Roman were. Catholic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and, and that's where that comes from. And um, very powerful group. Yeah. You know, and uh, it, I think it was easy to hijack them because it was only three years. It was only documented for three years. Hmm. Or at least that's what was distributed. Yeah. Just those three years. Gautama the Buddha's 45 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's significant. 45 versus 3. Jesus had a very dramatic ending. Yeah. Right? There's a... They say it's the greatest story ever told. But when you look at both... And throw Lao Tzu in there. Lao Tzu is more nature, right? More going with the flow... Buddha's more shut your mind down. Yeah. You know, your mind is not your, you know, you're not your mind. And Jesus is of the heart. Yeah. So, you know, you could, you could, you could separate that as the heart, the mind, and the nature. Yeah. And you got three powerful enlightened masters right there. And any seeker should study all three, in my opinion. Study Jesus, study Buddha, study Lao Tzu. Those three. And uh, you'll start getting some answers as a seeker. It can be tedious being a seeker. Yeah. <laughs> going down these rabbit holes and finding truth and having awakenings. And so. But it can be rewarding too. Yeah, I think know? it's important to find. If you're going to seek, Yeah. you got to find. Yeah. Don't be a seeker for 30 years. <laughs> be a seeker for 10 yeah find what you're looking for yeah but you fi- when you figure it out you figure it out practice is what I'm saying basically. yeah because practice. that's when you find it yeah then it's like yeah because instead of going from one thing to one thing to one thing that's not practicing yeah but when you stay true to what you you're, you find your truth is right yeah, you gotta you're practice. like oh this is it okay you gotta practice man mm-hmm. You know, it's like I, I, you know, it's like I told you the story of, um, you know, when I met my mentor, who I just called the Blue Antelope, the the uh, mystic at the ashram. You know, he was waking up at the sunrise and meditating for three, four hours. That's practice. Yeah. That that it, there's no seeking there. Yeah. He's already found, and now he's practicing. Same thing in Zen. They they always wake up with the sun walking meditation right Um, the way they eat they don't talk while they're eating there's just this practice all with the purpose of getting past the mind going beyond the mind and asking the question who am I as you said who am I who am I because we're not who we think we are I used to think I was like this you know, rock star radio personality, you know. And then I thought I was a rock star healer. Yeah. 
it's like two different genres, same ego. Yeah. So it was just, you know, it's almost the same gig. Because <laughs> either way, and this correlates with what I was talking about to you 10 or whatever minutes ago about business. It's easy to get caught up in a popularity contest. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, isn't that what social media is in a way? Can the be. M- the more popular you become, yeah. the more business you have. Just like politics. It's easy to get caught up in that. Yeah. But in the same time, yeah, it's it's power that we give it too. Yeah. Because what happens if there's no social media, right? Like, you know, Kim wouldn't like me saying that, but <laughs> my co host of the podcast. Yeah, but yeah. but it's like but what what if there's none of that there? Then then there's no following, right? Then who are we? Right? right. Who are we without that? Right. When we when we become attached to that, yeah. then there's no separation with our identity. Right. right? So it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's like, yeah, and, and every, and who, but who doesn't want at the same time to, to have a following, have people, oh, look at them, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. but you have to have it with, you know, kind of, if you can make it so it's a healthy, you know, yeah. like, oh, great. Oh, thank you. Thank you for following me. I, I, I appreciate it. That's nice. I'm glad you like what I have to offer. Like, right. you know, just shift the perspective and like, oh, that's cool. Nice. You know, glad you got something out of that. Like, you know, but it's not like, oh good they follow me oh good i i, I have the masses the I'm, precious. I'm on the pupil <laughs> right i'm i i have reached the mountaintop the precious and everyone will listen to me right right yeah well this day and age too it's like it's gonna shift in an instant too so <laughs> back to jesus real quick before we wrap up yeah do you think hypothetically if he showed up in this era right now with social media, with the news, with the clothing we wear—I mean, just 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 this new era—do you think people would accept him? He has an Instagram. He has a Facebook. Him and his disciples—they're spreading the message through internet, and maybe they have a commune. Somewhere. I don't think they would believe it. Right. Right. I don't think they would believe right. it was him. Right. And. I, but I don't know. But the, then at the same time, though, him being true to his authentic self, mm-hmm. being connected, right? I think it would, over time, maybe, things things would shift, right? If if he was able to shift the perspective. Mm. But, but I think, actually, all those things that you just talked about, you know, the social media, all those different things, mm-hmm. would actually be more of a, a hindrance of his message, at the beginning right. you know you know what i mean right. like because there's so much stuff out there you know this these days it's all fake news this and that and right. whatever you right. know but but eventually though i think it would because of being him being true and authentic right because right. that's really that's what the truth is right you know once you look through weed through all the bulls the bull right the absolute is the absolute yeah you're gonna find the truth right so right so that's that's my answer to that. <laughs> right, right. Same with Buddha. Same with Buddha. Yeah, same with all of them. Because more they are aligned, like this last line, when you are content to simply be yourself and don't compare or compete, everybody will respect you. Mm. Right? So when you be who you are and you know who you are, 
right and stand in your power right things will align yeah things things will shift things will fall away and things will appear right right so wise words well i think we this podcast could go on for a long time <laughs> well we might have to do a part two <laughs> <laughs> true indeed man true indeed and so where can people find you so they can find me on my website which is chiefforhealing.com c-h-i for healing and also on social media most places i am at chief for healing on snapchat though i am earthwalker 11 Mm-hmm. And also join this new TikTok thing. I'm also Earthwalker11 with that. But What's just getting TikTok? new on that. I don't know. It's this new thing the kids are all cra- cra- raving about. But um, I don't know. It's a new social media thing. Okay, so. here we go again. But, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, that's that's where most people can find me. And, you know, I have a Facebook page where I post a lot of stuff. And uh, my like Instagram, I do a lot of stuff on too. I so. like the Earthwalker. Yeah, that's that's yeah. part of my thing, you know, being connected to the earth and you know, walking close to the ground. And, yeah, no, you not, know. not everyone can go forage, Eric. <laughs> it's true, but that's why I'm trying to teach people the, the things that they can. So, right. And it's not just about the foraging, too. That's the thing, you know. It's having that that connection to the earth. If you were stuck in the woods, would you do all right? Yeah, I would do all right. Yeah, I would have to remember some, some skills that I may have not honed up on in a while. But Have you ever seen the movie or know the story of... Chris Chandless in the movie Into the Wild. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's actually my brother, except he's still alive. But I could tell you a whole 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 talk about my brother. But my brother's a gypsy. Really? He just lives Van life? outside of society. Van life? Uh, no, like, no, even even more remote than that. Like, he has oh. no belongings, and he he's a freegan. And he uh, he lives off the charity of others. Wow! And he has no home, and he has no, and he and I tell you, last time I saw, I don't see him or talk to him much. But he came back east a while back, and you don't you don't see as much clarity in people's eyes as I did in his eyes. He was just free, you know. He had no possessions, no nothing, no. See, that's what I experienced yeah. with the blue antelope. Yeah. He had like two bags, no social media. Yeah. Just living at an ashram. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have a phone. He doesn't have anything. Right. And he just travels around. He I don't, somehow he finds a way to travel all around the world. How old is he? He's uh, ten years younger than me, so he's he's twenty eight. Wow. Yeah. Good so, for him. And that's the one that had Aspergers, and then he just he found who he was, and uh, that's what he does. He had an so. awakening. Huh? Does the Aspergers still butt like? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it actually allows him to be how he is. So he's we call him Boo Pabuli, the free and easy wanderer. So, but yeah, my brother, I keep telling him, I'm like, dude, you could there could be a movie about you, like you know, Into the Wild, except he survives. Right, right. <laughs> you know. Well, I wanted to ask you about that since you're so knowledgeable about nature. This kid, Chris Chandless, for those that never seen it, he went, you know, he got sick of society at a young yeah. age, 21, yeah. 22. Yeah, same right with my same with my brother, and yeah. he he went out there. And um, he rubber tramped across the nation. That rubber tramp is like vans and RVs and sometimes walking or whatever yeah. it is. And he um, he ended up in Alaska. And he ended up finding a bus yeah. deep, deep into the wild. And he survived for a few months and then he died. 
because yeah. he couldn't find his way back. And he ended up taking the root of a potato. Was yeah, it? I think it was a rhizome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was the wrong kind of rhizome. It was like there's uh, the veins were wrong. And he thought they were, you know, the one that was edible. So mistake. Yeah. So and a that, fatal mistake. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's and he like, died. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, it that shut down his digestive system, I think. Yeah. I think he probably went into organ failure is probably what happened. It probably poisoned his liver. Yeah. And then. And he died. And it took like a week or so or a few weeks to starve yeah. completely. Yeah. Yeah. And he died. And he probably could. After that, he probably couldn't keep anything down. It was the toxins had probably prevented him from. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's a fascinating movie for yeah. anyone listening. Go yeah, and it was originally a book, right? Know? Right, yeah, so. right. And there's documentaries like there's stories on like 2020 back in yeah. The, this is in the early 90s, I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, so Chris Chandless into the wild. Go go watch that. Um, so you would have known not to eat that. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not an expert on everything. Okay. You know, I know a lot, but. You know, <coughs> we'll see. I'm not. I'm not at that level. There's a lot you know? of Chris Chandless out there now in the form of van life. Van life is popping. Oh yeah. People are getting vans. Yeah. Sometimes it's an RV. Sometimes it's it's a regular cargo van that they convert. Yeah. And they're out there, and you can live almost free, especially in the Midwest. Yeah. Arizona, Nevada, Utah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's land. That's out where there. my brother goes to this community in uh, Southern California, but like close to Nevada. It's called Slab City. Oh, I'm familiar with Slab City. Yeah. Yeah. So he he spends most of his winters there, I believe. Really. Um, and then when the nice time of year, but like where, he'll but travel what, around. What does he do for shelter? I don't know. <laughs> he probably sleeps in the tent, or you know, I mean, that whole community is a freaking community. So right, they, right. you know, they he'll dig a ditch, he'll get a meal. He'll, you know, whatever, help someone, you yeah. know, carry water in and, yeah. you know, so, but yeah, I mean, he's gone up from there. He's gone to Alaska. He's gone down to Mexico. He's gone to Guatemala. He's been to Costa Rica. He actually made his way to Europe because my stepfather was going to Europe. So then he tried, uh, backpacking all around Europe because someone told him he could do that really well there. And he did for a while. Wow. Um, he ended up in, uh, <coughs> I think Norway. He was trying to spend the winter outside in Norway. Wow. And and I'm glad that they actually ended up uh, finding him and, de- and deporting him back to the States because he might not have survived that one. What was, what, <laughs> was he into, like, the breath work to, like, make make the cold warm? Like Yeah, well, and I, I think he found a cabin and he had a wood stove in that situation. But, wow. you know. Um, this is fascinating. Yeah, he's he's quite a story. This is know? a whole other episode. Yeah, man. like he shows up to my house in a coat that he made and wove together with dental floss. And it stunk really bad because he'd probably been wearing those same clothes for months. And, uh, you know, and yeah, and he, he was he had all sorts of crazy equipment, you know, tools and, you know, in his backpack of things that he could use and make traps. And, you know, and he's uh, so happy. Yeah, I'd never seen so much clarity in in a person's eyes and i did in his eyes super clear you know connected you know like he was kind of like a wild animal like he's kind of like a feral creature right like he's you know (laughs) (laughs) he made a mockery of my house but that's fine (laughs) 
<laughs> Did he really? Yeah, yeah. He ripped the thing off the wall, and I don't know what he was doing. But, you know, my wife was happy to see him go. <laughs> wow, unbelievable. Yeah, he's a one of a kind person. That's amazing, so. and that's something I talk about on this podcast often. Is you don't have to be in the society if you don't want to. Yeah, I meet people at ashrams that jump from ashram to ashram, dude. Yeah, and they may have a background in like waiting tables or bartending. So they'll go to a city. Uh-huh. They'll do that for two months, stack yeah. stack money, and then they're free for the next six months. Yeah. Yeah, and he's done that too. He's done work in like New Orleans and stuff and mm-hmm. you know, he really liked New Orleans, he said. So okay. um and then he'll, you know, whatever. But he he's funny though. He doesn't really use money though. It's weird. He doesn't really live in a world where money is I don't know. He figures out to live without money. It's so. it's, it's almost uh hardcore Buddhism in a way. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's definitely spiritual. Figured out a spiritual connection. You have to at that point. I oh, mean, yeah, yeah, come yeah. on. Yeah, you have to. You know. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, but that's just to be able to humble yourself to ask for money or shelter. Yeah. Or bread. Yeah, or and whatever. he and he'll dive in dumpsters. He's a dumpster diver, and you know he uh, he'll do all that stuff. I don't think there's anything that is below him. <laughs> right, and 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 some people might right. This is a good lesson for. For folks, if you see a, a homeless man out there, a quote-unquote bum or a quote-unquote hobo, they might be out there by choice. Yeah. Because it's crossed my mind back when I was going through my transitions because sometimes you want to challenge yourself mm-hmm. and you want to humble yourself. Some people are trying to kill their ego. Mm. They're trying to kill the ego. It's a hard thing to kill because... As I say all the time, our egos are pretty much formed at about 13 years old, right? Yeah. That's when we become an adolescent. That's when we're like, yeah, we're, we're alive at 13, you know? We're not innocent anymore. And uh, some people wake up between 30 and 40, somewhere in there. People usually have an opportunity to wake up. Not everybody does. Yeah. But when you do, you want to kill that ego Gautama the Buddha back when he was just Siddhartha Gautama the prince he walked away from uh, a wealthy life of being a prince yeah left left his kid and his wife he left everything to go become an ascetic right Ma, uh, and later on his wife before somebody calls him a deadbeat dad his wife and his son came back around 15 years later and became disciples. Wow. It's powerful. Yeah. Mahavira, the main figure of Jainism, he walked around naked, refused to wear clothes. He just walked around naked. Big dude, too. They said he was a, he was a wrestler. He was like 6'2", six 6'3", six just uh-huh. this big, massive ball of muscle just walking around <laughs> naked. Um... Jesus went to house to house, asked for shelter, asked for bread. Isn't yeah. that the isn't that the whole message of the Lord's Prayer? Bread every day? Get yeah. Bread. Yeah. Daily bread. Bread is the analogy of just getting what you need, right? Yeah. Uh Lao Tzu in the cave. I mean, dude. It's it's hard to kill our egos, to humble ourselves in that way, and it sounds like that's what your brother's done. Yeah. It's very interesting. 
Get him on the podcast. Yeah, I, I can't get him on the phone. So does he know what a microphone is? <laughs> he knows what a microphone is, but <laughs> you can't even get him on the phone. No, I haven't had any correspondence with him in so a while. He just shows up sometimes. I wasn't expecting to talk about that. Today. No, I know. Well, when you brought up into the wild, I was like, oh, well, that's my brother. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, the listeners just got a treat, <laughs> a real treat. If you're struggling, you're stressed out from your bills, you're stressed out from your job, you're stressed out from your marriage, whatever it is. You're stressed out from your emotions, just in general. Your mind is messing with you. I think that's one of the points of this podcast is to know that there's other ways to find there's inner peace is there it's available for everyone it's right there at the palm of our hands all we have to do is work put in a little practice put in a little work and it's there <laughs> we're in this illusion earth walker we're in this illusion <laughs> It's, you know, in the Eastern world, it's called the Maya, right? The Maya, the illusion, or the Leela, the play. This podcast should have ended four times already. <laughs> have you levitated yet? <laughs> I'm still on the earth. <laughs> <laughs> so go check out Eric Harris on his social media and definitely his podcast. Check out the episode we did. And uh, if you want more info about this pod or myself, go to drreese.com. That's doctor spelt out. And again, the first 12 episodes are the inner peace practice. And I hope that you're getting something out of this unusual series of recordings. Thanks for listening to Inner Peace with Dr. Reese. If this episode opened your heart, Feel free to share on social media and tell your loved ones. Also, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, may peace be with you.